other side With no one to guide me Torn apart by a fiery wheel inside me Welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends all living in Columbia, Maryland, talk about things we like and dislike. My name is Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. Yay, we're all back together <laughs> again. Um, this is episode whatever, and um, I think we're stopped counting now. We'll just, yeah, it seems we'll, fair. Yeah. We can uh, say it's season four for all we care. Season, season four! Yeah, season four, episode one. <laughs> right. A cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, from last season, season three. Yeah, last yeah. is Russ going to ever come back? <laughs> He's here, though. Yeah. I, was I, like, I wasn't taken to jail for my parking fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you're done grocery shopping. So. Right. <laughs> well, welcome back. We're glad to have you back. Um, so we, we go around and talk about things we like like dislike. We take a short musical interlude, and then we... Go in reverse order and talk about things we dislike. And this time, since uh, Russ missed last time, he's going to go first and talk about something he likes. Wait, wait, wait! I'm I'm thrown off. Where's the Star Wars? Uh, oh yeah, you're news. right. I'm sorry. I'm like really yeah, quick. I didn't know yeah, I was yeah. supposed to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we do have the short news and notes. There is a new trailer for Star Wars <laughs> Solo, a Star Wars story. If you have not seen it, I recommend seeing it. Unless you want to stay like, you know. If you want to go in there fresh eyes, I know Andrew, you like to go in there fresh and yeah. Like if I if I see the trailer in a theater, I'm not gonna like you know run out of the theater, but I'm not gonna go online and watch it just because. You know, like a point. like a well, a chamber that goes in front right, of you. Yeah. Well, I could get like the the uh, dark helmet yeah. like, <laughs> helmet to put one of the movies. If you don't want to know how old Chewie is, don't watch this trailer. Oh man, <laughs> you already know who else. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, they're spoiling like all the. They're going way too deep. <laughs> right. All the mystery is gone from Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, so it looks fun. I mean, I, I'm glad that, you know, because, like, you know, Lord and Miller, um, the guys who got fired, um, All right. who were, you know, have, uh, I would say, a, a more comedic tone. Yeah, the, don't ignore the noise in the background. That's, that's my bunny, Mocha, destroying a cardboard box. Um, Spoiler alert, that's going to be my dislike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lord and Miller were, were the original directors, and they usually tend to be light with things, you know, they have a light yeah. tone, comedic tone. I don't know if that was what was they too were. comedic. Too comedic. Right? I don't know. So Ron Howard comes, steps in, and, and finishes the movie. But some elements of the of the comedy. I mean, you can't have a Star Wars movie without a few comedy bits, especially with Han especially with Han Solo. Han Solo, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> luckily, this new trailer gives a little bit of those, and I just I'm just excited, super yeah. excited about it. Um, a few months, I guess, next month, right? Yeah. This is April, May, May 25th. Oh wow. Yeah. It's coming out, so yeah. So that is your Star Wars news. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link to the new trailer in the show notes, and you can go watch it several times like I have, and uh, be excited about it. Those other are the short notes. All right. Thank you for reminding me, Right. Russ. Now we can go to you and with a clear conscience. Okay. I'm just setting the, setting the stage for my life, because it's a movie we've all seen um, called A Quiet Place, and... The sound design I love in this movie. Oh, yeah. um, so, so this is uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, that bunny would be dead already. I know that bunny would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> big, big hand comes out, and smashes the gun. Yeah. 
So how spoilerish are we going to go with this? Uh, let's go spoiler. All I right. Yeah. Seen, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been out for almost five days. Right. <laughs> no, it's been two weeks. Yeah. 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 A week. But, uh, so yeah, I guess it came yeah. out last Friday, right? No, but uh, this is a movie that John Krasinski uh, wrote and directed and started starred in, and his wife stars in it. And um, I just think it's really smartly done, um, really, really well done. Um, and it's it's all about a alien invasion, I guess. I mean, we don't know where these creatures came from, but right. uh, but these creatures are on Earth, and they're blind. But they have an incredible sense of sound, and I assume they can't smell either, because otherwise they would... I don't know. I think they might be able to, because... Um, well, I and mean, we'll talk about that later, okay. but the blood, you know. After. Oh, maybe, yeah. But uh, but anyway, their their primary hunting you know, way is by sound, so you have to stay quiet in order to survive. And I was just intrigued by this whole premise of how, how would you survive in that kind of uh, environment. Right. So... The film opens on day 86 or 87, yeah. you know, of the... 89. Of the 89. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> and and I think he does a fantastic job of setting up the rules of the world in, like, right. the first 10 minutes of the film. Right. the first first set piece. Here. Yeah, the first set piece where they're in a grocery store and, you know... And that whole set piece was done without any dialogue, spoken, spoken dialogue. Out. I mean, there's, there, there's... The family has a deaf daughter, so... They all they know sign language, so they they use you know American sign language, and um, I guess they probably would you'd, you'd figure out some kind of sign language even if you didn't have a deaf daughter if you were in the situation. Right. So, but um, but I thought the whole cast was fantastic. I thought the the writing was really good, um, and they set up you know the rules of this world. They they lose one of their kids right at the beginning, mm-hmm. which shows how you have to be quiet. And, right. and you know, it's and it was in a split second too. <clears throat> and it was, yeah, like just a second of noise, and the dude, the kid's gone. Right, right. right. So, um, <clears throat> oh, that, which, but that kind of like sets the whole path. Right, for the sets the whole path for the dynamics between the rest of the family. Because is it the daughter's fault because she let this kid have a toy? You know, even though. He was the one who took the batteries and put them back in right. the toys. But he was a four-year-old. He's so. a four-year-old, yeah. So anyway, um, but I just thought that everybody in this this film did a great job. Um, the production values way up there. The right. the writing's way up there. The you know, I, I can't find a whole lot that I had problems with. Um, besides the newborn baby, who's like the quietest newborn I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Like I think you'd have more problems with a newborn than. Than they showed, but that's okay. Right. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. willing to give that a pass because. But they also get smart about the baby too, right? So like, right. you see them, you see them preparing in advance for that, for that very right thing. Like a baby's going to cry, they know, so they have a. And you see them building like this underground, like you know, soundproof chamber, right? Right. Where they can kind of live normal lives, but it's not done yet, right? And, and so that, therefore, they're trying to hurry to get it done before the baby arrives. And as babies sometimes do, the baby comes the baby early. Comes a little early at a most inopportune time. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, just I talked to one of my coworkers who saw it, and she's like, "I was I was in the theater, and I was worrying about you know opening my popcorn <laughs> and yeah. making too much noise. <laughs> the creature that came out of the road. <laughs> Did you guys see the?" Uh, before one of the other movies I saw, I think Annihilation, they had a trailer for A Quiet Place, and then right after they had the, you know, 
you have to be quiet in the movies right. <laughs> thing, and it was fantastic because it was a guy opening, you know, something and putting straws in things, and everybody's <laughs> very quiet. And then somebody was too noisy, and he got taken away. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice, nice marketing, well, cross marketing. That was the, I think, the most, um, I think, amazing thing about because when I went and saw it, um, there was actually a fairly decent crowd for a Friday, you know, at morning or afternoon. I forget. I think it was like early afternoon um, or late morning that when I saw it on a Friday, and the crowd, you know, it was more than I thought it would be for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crowd, the the, the audience was was extra quiet, it seemed like. I right. mean, it really, because you could hear everything. I mean, there was hardly any spoken dialogue. I mean, there was right. good music, um, and and so that kind of heightened the thing. But but the audience was kind of along, at least the audience I saw it with, was, was along, along for the, for the ride, ride yeah. type of thing, yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like, you were like, don't make a noise. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that just heightened everything, I Yeah, think. it's a good tense movie. So. Right. Um yeah, I was going to say that uh, you and I talked about this a little bit, Tim, that what if they had done the movie without any like subtitles? I, right. I think they could have done it. Yeah. You could have gotten mm. what was going on. but uh, And for those who know American Sign Language, they would understand everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I mean, obviously you did some subtitles. But I think that, that it was so well done that the subtitles were just kind of extra for me. You yeah. know? I, could, I could tell what they were communicating to each other and all that stuff. So Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's it's a very small film. I mean, small as in cast wise. There's what four people, six, six, I guess. With if you count the baby and oh, seven, with, seven the with the baby, and and the uh, the four year old who gets taken in the first right. five minutes of the film. And with the creatures, man, they're people too. Aren't the they? creatures, yeah. Andy <laughs> Circus doing great work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or maybe it was Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does look more like Doug Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the creature. I have a theory. But the creature design. We should, like, we talk about the creature design real quick. Oh, they're so yeah. cool. The creature design was amazing. I thought, and they 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 left enough of it. You really did see the full like right thing of it until like the like the third act, kind of the very end. Yeah, you yeah. See, like the creature come out and which is good. Which is I always it, think it say, kind of heightened everything. I always but, say. If you're going to have a monster movie, do not show the creature in the first half of the movie. You yeah. have to make it... Right. Especially if it's like that kind of a monster movie, I think. Right. Um, where, um, you know, because it's very alien and stuff like yeah. that looking. But, but yeah, they give you enough teases. You see, you know, you see it at the very, in the very first scene. You see the thing. They're fast. Right. Things running. You, you just see a little bit. You see the yeah. blur of it, you know. Right. Um, you, you see mostly blurs uh, of, of, what, of what the creature looks like. But when you see the full creature, it's cool looking. Yeah. It is freaky looking too. So I have a theory that this movie and Stranger Things are in the same universe because the creature looks it's somewhat kind of. similar to... Okay. <laughs> well, I was listening to a but podcast talking about it and I think, at, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't have anything to back this up, but they were saying at one point this was going to be set in the, like the Cloverfield <clears throat> universe. I did read something about that, too. Okay, which but, I could understand. But I'm glad too. they didn't, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, but it, it kind of, you know, if it kind of looks like Cloverfield kind of creatures, also. If you right. Think yeah. About that, you know. Um, but I'm glad it wasn't. It was kind of its own. Movie. Yeah, it's his own thing. So. <laughs> well, I like cool. how just how compact the movie is. I mean, a compact script. Right. Compact <laughs> cast. Compact running time. I mean, an hour and a half. Um, it's, it's not a long movie, 
Um, right, but I'm, I'm glad it wasn't longer than it was because it's hard. I mean, physically, my, my I was exhausted after yeah. I saw that movie. You know, it's yeah, just, it was a lot of clenching. A lot of clenching <laughs> that movie. Yeah, exactly. I was I, I was surprised when we walked out of the theater. I'm like, oh, it's that early still. You know, it felt like a longer movie than it was. Yeah, because you had in a good way. In ninety minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So I thought this was fantastic. I thought the uh, the deaf daughter who is. An actress who's actually deaf right. did a fantastic job. Right. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they went that way. Also, yeah. instead of getting, you know, making someone deaf, right? They actually had a, a, a deaf actress who knows ASL, and and something I read also is that like in between takes, they continued the sign language. Oh, that's with, good. Yeah. With the daughter, they, huh. they they kind of he wanted to John Krasinski wanted to keep the same feel, right? The same kind of you know mood and and that where you weren't talking. They weren't using their voices between takes. Mm-hmm. The hearing actors, right? They were still using the sign language. That's cool between them. So they all learned sign language for this. And, mm-hmm. um, nice. Yeah. So I haven't seen them. She was in a movie I think last year called Wonderstruck. Okay. That I have not seen, but I've yeah. heard it's pretty good. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, is there I anything you want to talk about, Andrew? I yeah. You had this uh, probably your like also for this. Yeah. Movie. I, yeah. I love this movie. Um, I like. We'll just that. segue into Andrew's like now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's where I cede my time to the grumpy old man. <laughs> um, no, I like that it's a it's a horror movie um, where it treats the audience audiences they're smart instead of mm-hmm. having like you know this. Big, Amen to that. This yeah. big title card like the beginning that that explains what's oh, happened right. in the world and all this right. stuff and right. gives you all the backstory just. Like you said, it pops up day 89, mm-hmm. um, and you're just thrown into the world, and you have to, like, the movie trusts that you're going to pick it up as you go along. Right. And it's, like, you know, written well enough and directed well enough that you can actually tell what's going on, which I I always love in movies. Right. Do that. Actually, I think I was listening to this, reading in this other thing, listening to this podcast, where that was actually John Krasinski's call. I think the original story had flashbacks, or in between mm. the movie, they t- they're taking you back. Would have been terrible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's like, no, 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 we need to keep it just, just just yeah, quiet. Yeah. We need to. We don't have any, anything like that. So, because that would have totally taken you out of the yeah. right. the mood of of being <clears throat> this quiet thing. Yeah. So. Well, well done, Mr. Yeah. Jim. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I really like that. I also like that it's a it's a horror movie about smart people doing smart things to survive instead right. of right. what most horror movies are, which is dumb people in a dumb situation <laughs> doing dumb things and getting themselves killed. Like right. the like they're just in like such a horrible situation uh-huh. like that like there is danger, but they are being incredibly smart about it, which is right. after the you know, the the ten minute prologue or whatever, day and night, it switches like it was like day four hundred and thirty six yeah, or something like that. Yeah, something yeah like that. it goes crazy. Like so, like at this point, like this is their lives. Mm-hmm. Like this is like their. Right. This is just normal life for them now. This, you know, this isn't you know day two of an alien invasion and everyone's gonna you know get through and like by the end of the week life is you know trying to be back to normal. They've mm-hmm. been in this for a year and a half. Right. Um. So like they're you know the fact that they're we don't see a whole lot of you know humans in the movie. But probably because most of the humans are dead. dead. Yeah, right. Um, but these but, guys are all really. Although smart. you do get a little taste of that, there are other humans out there. Like when he's on top of the silo and he's on right, fire. Right. You see all these other fires. Because the they're on a farm. They're on a. We should say that they're on a farm. I think it's supposed to be upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So they're on the farm, and so there's a big silo, and, and John Krasinski lights like this fire, and you see other fires. Yeah. So which is a great setting. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you see that there's probably people out there who are surviving, doing the same also, thing, doing the they're same doing, thing. Right. It's not like you can, but think about, you know, this, how cut off you are from everything, cause you, right. from everybody, because you can't, like, yell out, or you can't call people on the phone, you'd have to walk 
through this alien invested land, infested right. land yeah. on to get sand to, to, to get the other, um, to get yeah. to other people. So yeah, so you, you know that these people like have survived because of how smart they are. Right. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, they, yeah, like walking on sand. Um, they do like they have like a a, a danger alert system mm-hmm. that they don't actually explain to the audience. Right. Which I love. Right. And they, it's just like like oh. because you know, like they just flip. Like someone at one point in the movie, a character flips a switch, and all of these Christmas lights that are outside the house all turn red. And you're like, oh, red's a bad color. Yeah. Like there wasn't a yeah. hey, if you get in trouble, <laughs> don't forget to hit right. the hit the panic button that's going to turn the lights red. <laughs> right. Um, in a different horror movie, they would have that conversation, even though it doesn't make any sense because. Right. Obviously, everyone a character at this point would know that. Right. Um, right. Like, so yeah, so the characters are just living in this world, and you get to kind of be in the world with them. Yeah, right. which I think is is great. Like it, it it helps immerse you so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if there if there had been flashbacks in this movie, it would have been a I think a huge mistake. Right. So really glad they didn't do that. Because um, that also would have added to the running time. I think, like you know, it's a brisk oh, yeah. ninety minutes. Like right. it's you're in, you're out. Like you're, but you are like in it while you're in it. Like, right. the, like the movie doesn't drag at any point. Right. Um, I think there's only like really like one scene I can think of that has like you know like some decent like tension relief. Like with the waterfall and right, stuff, right? Yeah, which, which um, is like it was like oh, but it's so, it felt yeah. so good to have that. It's like yeah, the pools. It's like you felt like the. Right. But even <laughs> then, you know, with the waterfall, and yeah. the cool water. It's like oh, and even then, it's cutting back to other stuff happening with the other characters. <laughs> right, it is crazy. So right. like, I mean, there's about two minutes of tension relief in this movie, <laughs> um, and the rest of the you're really just on the edge of your seats, and it's great. Yeah. Um, it's it's a smart movie. It's doing incredibly well at the box office. Oh yeah, that's a, that's um, what good. Thing I was really happy about they, it. They weren't expecting it to open as big as it did i mean it knocked ready player one off the top of the of the charts and, and took its place and i think they were only it made it, it, the budget was like i think like 17 million mm-hmm. and they were expecting it to make in the 20s you know like low 20s and it made what 50 some yeah i think it, i think it was the uh i read that it was the biggest release since black panther which means it opened bigger than wrinkle in time and ready player one mm-hmm. which are movies that have a huge budget right right, right right um and i think that this is a better movie than both of those movies right. <laughs> by far which tells you which tells me is that you don't need a lot of Flash and stuff like that. If you have a good story told really well, you don't yeah. need a lot of right. a lot of that. Yeah, it's also an original budget. story and not yeah. you know based off of an existing property like most of our. Which I hope at the end of the, at the end of the year, I hope the Academy will recognize it as being an original property. That's kind of like Get Out, you know, was mm-hmm. was, was yeah. original property and that was amazing. <laughs> amazing. But even if you go down to the, the 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 conceit of this movie, what a great idea you know yeah, right yeah. for a for a movie and this and this the way they you know it all worked out perfectly for them because they made um jim krasinski made some really smart choices jim krasinski. john krasinski <laughs> sorry just call him tuna yeah <laughs> big tuna um so kudos for him i have not seen he made this is only his third movie um i heard like the Hollers, I think, was a movie before mm-hmm. that, which was supposed to be really, really bad. Yeah. Like, cheesy and just mm-hmm. full of every single cliche. And then, um, but Brief Conversations with Hideous Men, um, which is rather movie. Um, and I haven't, I seen, haven't either. seen either one of those. So, <laughs> he's, he's, he's learned a lot, I guess, from that, from a second movie, which... Because yeah. he could have filled, like I said, he could have filled this movie with so many of the cliches and, right. and movie tropes for horror movies of, like, over-explaining everything. But he's I, very restrained in his, right, I in think, his storytelling. I got to I got to give a shout out to um, I know the art director for this film, um, R. Scott Purcell. Um, hmm. So he's he's a friend of my brother's, and I've met him many times, and he and I get along really well. Um, but 
he he does. I mean, the set design and stuff. When is he going to ask you to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> add something to some the, movies. The set design in this was fantastic. I thought. I mean, all the you know, like the newspapers that that yeah. tell mm-hmm. that serve as you know, you get the backstory kind of through the newspapers about it's sound. You know, right. how when they figure out what's killing people and all this stuff and 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 just. In their in their farmhouse and in the bunker that they make, there's all kinds of stuff, you know, and all that stuff has to be created, and that's what my okay. friend Scott does. He, yeah. he does this uh, stuff, but he does it really well too. So he's worked with lots of directors. So. Right. Um, well, I, I like this the whole thing, like this. So you had the underground, like fish smoker thing, and you had no, no plates, no silverware. You right. Could, you could, all you got to do everything yeah, in quiet. <laughs> To that, the one thing I want to say is that since you know we know a lot of deaf people, and one thing mm-hmm. about deaf people is is they are not quiet. Right. Um, you know they they make noise and they don't una- kind of unaware. It's not like you know it's not intentional. It's not like Tourette's or anything like that. But they're just noisy because because they can't hear and so they're not. You, you can't know, regulate what they noise can't they regulate make. right. Yeah, and so. so that would be. I mean, I think that would be kind of hard in this world that, that, that that's, so this deaf. Girl had to be like you know. Luckily, she has a family around her that can, that can support her in that way. Right, right, and how, yeah. I think that's one of the main themes of this. Is, of this is is well, well, one thing about family and and the, and the bonds of family, but like overcoming grief and and um, but just like the relationship between um, John Krasinski and his, his daughter, teenage daughter, right, who's yeah. who's coming into you know to. I don't know how old she's supposed to be, maybe 12, 13, 14, something like that. So coming into her own right. and her wanting to exercise a little bit more independence and him being overly protective. And, and you can understand with you know a parent with a child who's deaf in this world that's so dangerous, right. he would be overprotective mm-hmm. for her sake. But just that, that tension and dynamic between them. And then there's the, the whole guilt thing. She feels right. guilty because she let her... Youngest brother die. Right, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought I, mean, I almost cheered up that last scene, you know, where John yeah, because he's like, yeah. "I loved you. I've always loved you." Kind right. of thing. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's like <laughs> arrow to the heart, you know. Um, but I like it because until in credits, you don't even know any of the characters' names. I mean, no one says anyone's right. name. Right. You know, they, all they don't need to. They're family. Like, right. They're family. They're, <laughs> Hello, John Abbott or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't even know, I think the last name was Abbott. The Abbott family. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, it was just. It was so just like dropping into this world. I mean, this one that like the opening shot, you know, when it comes off and you see like that street light that is. I mean, I think for the opening set, you get okay, this is the world. You know, everything's kind of like gone to ruins and mm-hmm. people are having to scavenge. I do want to question though. What do you think is about the sand? Is that just to walk on it because it's quieter? Yeah. Or is that because of the daughter also to walk on it because she can't hear herself and so this is like. Stay on no, the I sand. Well, they so were they, all walking on the sand. They were all walking. I know, but were they all walking on the sand because of her? Because like we walk on the sand, so you can be quiet. Was it something that would help? I was thinking about that, like because if, she couldn't hear. If she, she can't made hear. Noise. She can't. Yeah. She can't hear herself. If she's tromping around the floor, you know. But but stay on the sand, and so then then you'll know you'll you'll be quiet. Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was just for all of them. Yeah, I was the same way that there's like paint on the parts of the. Um, Right, step here because there's a, there's a quiet that are, but was, that are it, was it because of, <clears throat> was it, yeah. once again, going back to the deaf thing, we know a lot of deaf people, right. you know, in this world you would have to make, even, you know, you would have to be extra careful for them to make sure that they're quiet. You, we, As hearing people, we can hear the noise we make and, and, and try to and regulate that, but as a deaf person and that surviving in that world where you can't, you can't hear anything, 
And I think that's part of the tension between the, the father and the daughter. He's She's got a cochlear implant. He's trying to get one that would work right. for her to <clears throat> help survive. That's like he's, he's like, you know, almost obsessive trying to find all mm-hmm. these things. And that leads to some tension between him and his daughter when these things keep failing. And But that's the one thing that actually that's the one thing that saves, saves them, them yeah. which is which is amazing. But, I mean, that, <clears> another <throat> thing, that, why, how could anyone else have thought of that? Also, the government and smart people. Right, it's just yeah. an or, accident. Or maybe other people have, and they're that's just isolated. True. And they, like, that's true. That's right. Because in this world, you don't know anything that's happening right. outside anywhere right. else. And that's great. Um, but yeah, which you is see him trying to... You know, tune in the radio, radio frequency yeah. and try to hear anybody out there. But, um, but yeah, no, I think the stand is just for everyone. Think and, and, and I think it also it's great because it lets them run uh, and still <coughs> right. be quiet. Right. So like when they get in yeah. trouble, like they're able to like That's book true. it. But since they're running on sand, it doesn't make yeah, a whole yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. noise. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I thought maybe it was extra for her because she cannot hear. Mm-hmm. She can't hear possibly. how loud she would be stepping or walking and. Or things like that. All the you know, the whole tippy toes and you see yeah. them a lot walking on tippy toes and a lot of you know bare feet, no shoes. Um, can we talk about the nail? <laughs> oh, oh, the nail! Because <laughs> you saw that. I mean, they said they said yeah, check so, out his nails. <laughs> they said it so well. But but you don't know when they when they set up. You're like okay, because I, I was like, who's gonna step on the? Right. I knew Somebody's someone was gonna, gonna step, step on, on the. Yeah. Is it the daughter who's gonna step on the nail? And then she, as a deaf person, you know you right. you would be. More inclined to you know say something and make extra noise, but the fact that it was the wife who's in labor at the time goes and steps on the right. nail. It was just so visceral. I mean, it was like I have stepped on a nail before, not, not a nail that big, right? But I've stepped on <laughs> yeah. a, like a a thinner, much thinner nail um, that wasn't as long, but it hurts. Mm-hmm. But oh, I I just I was so cringeworthy because you're like, oh my gosh, the pain. That that yeah. would induce, but the fact that you could, and then the fact that you had to give birth right. to a baby in a world that you can't scream, and I, I just thought that whole scene with the with the, with the fireworks and her able to actually, you know, finally mm-hmm. scream out was right. like, oh my gosh, that was such that was, I think some of the most intense scenes of her when she's in labor and, and trying yeah. to be quiet and. Oh, I mean, for pregnant women who go see this movie, I think they would just be freaking out with that, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. good movie. Oh, yeah. Really good yeah. movie. Yeah. I, th- I Hopefully it does well, because... No, it's definitely doing well. Yeah, it's definitely doing well, but I think the word of mouth is actually growing on this, and I hope that, you know, it just... I mean, I, I can't wait to see what John Krasinski does next. I've always liked him as an actor, and I, mean, I love The Office, and and um, now, and the fact that he his world his real life wife plays his movie right. wife. It was, I thought, you know, that was something extra special about that. I heard you know? a story about, about her. She, she read this, you know, script that he, or the story and she had recommended like a friend of hers to be his wife. And then once she read it, she's like, no, go fire her. I, I need to be the wife in this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. Exactly. Um, this was too good. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I thought it was just, it was just, it was just a fabulous movie and I, I hope it does even better and I don't know how it's doing overseas or whatever but I think it'll do well so yep. there you go A Quiet good Place film, go go see it now um, was it PG-13 I believe yes, yeah PG-13 mm-hmm. I mean this, yep. it's just um, you know it's violent there's, there's violence, no swear words no. they'd be in subtitles right, they'd be in sign language <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, well, that's Russ and Andrews, and actually kind of my like also, but I actually have another like, because it's a movie I just saw yesterday, and that is the new Wes Anderson movie, Isle of Dogs, which I'm sure you guys have seen previous for. Oh, yeah. Um, 
This is his second um, animated movie, but this is different than most animated movies because it's stop motion animation. But his last um, one was too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying as far as like if different animated movies, it's not. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although there is, it's, it's stop motion and there is hand drawn animation in it, which is a really cool hmm. like artistic <laughs> choice. Because okay, cool. Every every screen you see. Is, 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 is hand drawn animation no, of the of the stop motion. So yep. I thought that was a really good choice in the and and so mm-hmm. I, you know in the credits you see all the the, the puppeteers and then you also have these hand drawn nice. animators also doing it. Um, this is set in um, in Japan in um, some near future dystopian <clears throat> world where all the dogs have this this um, disease and um, so is it exiled to exiled to this trash island. Yep. Um, what I've read is something about it is it's like actually going back to like 1960s Japan's version of the future. So even okay, though it's yeah. set in our version, it's still Got it. it's kind of a throwback to what, you know, from the, looking at from the 60s <laughs> of what the future is going to be like. So some of the things are, are futuristic. Some of them mean like, no, we don't, we don't use those anymore. That's definitely, um, and so I, I thought that was a, a, a cool artistic choice also mm-hmm. is to make it, um, this, this vision of the future, but not from what we would think of the future, but what. People 50 years ago would think what the future was like. Huh. So um, it's, it's just a gorgeous, beautiful, lovely, clever, charming movie. It's a Wes Anderson movie. It's so a Wes Anderson, Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs> like so. But even more so. You know, if you think about you know, the charm and the quirkiness and all that of Wes Anderson, but just like ramped up, um, it's, you know, it's... Um, it's just artistic. I mean, from everything, all the credits, everything is in in Japanese and in, in and in English. All the Englishes are, are like in parentheses, you uh-huh. know, and so they're explaining everything. All the dogs, you know, they, they say that for the for this movie, all the dogs are speak English, and so but English everyone, everyone else speaks in their native language. So, um, you, so you have the Japanese people, and sometimes the Japanese is translated. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's not. You just start list, listening to Japanese, and oh, you good. have no idea. So you're just kind of like trying to figure out. Yep. Um, what the what the what they're saying, but their mood and all that. Um, but the the voice cast of, of is typical of any Wes Anderson movie. Um, you have Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Bob Balaban, Ken Watanabe, Greta Gerwig, Francis McDormand, Fisher Stevens, Harvey Keitel, Lee Shriver, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton, F. Murray Na- F. Murray Abraham. Abraham. Um, Yoko Ono and a bunch of Japanese actors, which I'm not going to oh. um, butcher their names on air. Um, uh, and so, so the the usual Wes Anderson cast. Right. If you've seen Wes Anderson movies, and I've seen every Wes Anderson movie save Bottle Rocket. I've not seen his first movie, Bottle Rocket. Have any of you guys? I have not seen Bottle seen Rocket. Rocket. I think I saw that. In That's college Owen and Luke point. Wilson with their, yeah. in Texas, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I haven't seen that one, but. But I would say I'm a fan of Wes Anderson. I'm not like a... I, I like Wes Anderson movies. I actually would say I love Wes Anderson movies, but I have not seen them like multiple times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I own um, Grand Budapest Hotel. I think I own Moonrise Kingdom also. So those are the last ones. I, I don't know why I don't own Fantastic Mr. Fox, because that is a fantastic yeah. movie. <laughs> um, but I, like I said, I've seen them. They're, they're great. And... You know, Wes Anderson is what they throw this word around called auteur. You know, mm-hmm. where a, a filmmaker whose whose voice and vision is just so distinct. It's like you know a Wes Anderson, you know a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. movie is you know like, a Wes Anderson's shot when you're right, right. And so mm-hmm. I think they even <laughs> SNL has a skit about you know just 
<clears throat> like Wes Anderson directing like a, like a, like a horror movie, movie. A horror movie directed by Wes Anderson, and, <laughs> and uh, it was from several years ago. I think Ed Norton was the host, and I think he was playing <laughs> Owen Wilson in this, uh-huh. this little short of this Wes Anderson. <laughs> but uh, we'll link to that also because that that's a fantastic. Um, if you've seen a Wes Anderson and you've not seen that, you'll you'll totally get it. Yeah, I think that came right after Moonrise Kingdom or something like that because um, it kind of set in that has the same feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, I don't know, I can say, I mean, every, uh, this is so detailed, it's just so rich, this world building, um, that it's hard to see it all on one viewing, uh-huh. you know, because, I mean, he fills every single inch of the frame with stuff, you know, words, and they're in the corners, and they're, I mean, they're everywhere, <laughs> and you're trying to see this all, and <laughs> and so it's almost like you could almost like take this frame by frame and... And, and try to uh, try to watch that. I think this. Um, I think that's how they made it, actually. Frame frame, frame, frame. Exactly. <laughs> but that's not how I watched it. But I say you could watch it frame by frame. Um, there's a. Uh, I know that there's a, um, like a festival. Um, Roger Ebert. I forget what it's called. I forget the name of it. But where they where they you watch a, a movie in a group and it, you would stop it if anyone says you know hey stop this and let's talk about this. So uh, they like dissect a, a uh-huh. movie um, frame by frame. Um, and I think Roger Ebert started this thing, and I forget where it's at, but I think it's happening soon. And oh, I guess I was just heard on film spotting. I even forget if they're watching a modern movie, um, and they're gonna like put a bunch of people, and they'll stop it whenever someone says stop oh, wow. and yeah. talk about it. So, so this I, would be a movie you could definitely do that just to stop it and go. Oh, I gotta take all this, yeah. all this visual in and out of the scene. If I was if I was there, I'd have to be like, okay, I got to see the movie first. Because right. it would drive me crazy. I mean, I would, yeah, I would love to dissect yeah. it. But. Yeah, yeah. And, and these are movies, you know, <laughs> yeah. that they do these that are well-known, right, right, well-loved yeah. movies. And and so, but this is a movie where you would watch it and then you're like, I need to go see that again and stop it and go, okay. Because there's just so yeah. much that he puts in this world. And so... So it's one to own on disc. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's lovely, it's charming. It's, you know, it's, I think it's... PG thirteen because there's I mean there's a surgery at the end where you know they're cutting open these non you know puppets and stuff like that but it's pretty pretty graphic and there's a couple I think the they use um, bitch a couple times but in it's they're talking about dogs talking about and so dogs. Yeah. exactly so they use it in this proper you know uh-huh. proper <laughs> context of what it is it's not a swear word you know it's just a That's funny. word they use but um. I would say this. I'd say kids could watch it, but I would do upper probably teens and above because it's definitely the pacing is a little bit slower than mm-hmm. you would think of most kids animated movies. So I mean, it, it takes its time setting up the story, but it's just so charming. The, the wettest eyes. There's a lot of like crying um, dogs and and humans. So there's a lot of wet eyes in this <laughs> movie. Um, but you know, it, it kind of answers the age-old question: you, you cats versus dogs? Are you a cat person? Are you a dog person? Because that's the main tension: cat cat people versus dog <laughs> people. And obviously, the the people who are in charge this this family dynasty, Nagasaki dynasty, who are cat people, cat and people. So they got they're, rid of the they're dogs. getting rid of all the dogs. <laughs> um, and they they manufacture this disease or whatever. Or not, I don't think the disease are manufactured, but they're not looking the hype, for the hype they're not looking for a cure. Also, but yeah, okay. the, hop, the the hype of, of sending all the dogs away. Yeah. And, Dr. Man's best friend, and you gotta, you know, if you're a dog lover, you would love this movie. Um, all different kinds of dogs. There's a, there's a pug in there, plays the Oracle, <laughs> being voiced by Tilda Swinton. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you, to, to, to hear these voices of these actors that you've known and, mm-hmm. and to, to lend them to the voices of dogs, it's, it's just a 
charming, charming movie. And you leave, leave with a smile, and it's like, ah, that's was, that was a great story. I mean, that's even what one guy said at, at the end of the movie. He goes up and goes, well, that was a charming movie. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. It was a very charming movie. Good review, um, sir. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, if you're a Wes Anderson fan, you got to see this movie. If you're... Just if you're a dog person, you guys see this movie. If you're, if you're a fan of animation, fan you guys of animation, stop motion animation, you guys see this movie because it's like because fantastic, fantastic Mr. Fox was all animals, I believe. Was there a couple of humans in that? Maybe the hunter. Was there? Yeah, I can't hunter. remember. So. But this is a lot of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not without its detractors. I think some people have um, have accused it of like cultural appropriation, where you know this white director said it's in Japan and. All the cliches, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I don't think it's it's mean spirited like, or anything like that. Right. I think it's. Um, it's probably people, Wes Anderson's a, f- a fan of Japanese cinema, right. so he's exactly doing, you know, yeah. And and, kind of and then one of the story writers, he wrote the screenplay, but one of the stories, um, he's the voice of the mayor, um, Mayor Nagasaki, um, um, or if I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But um, he's actually one of the storytellers also. So there was a Japanese guy still in yeah. the story. So um, I don't think it's... I think it's people just like to complain about things, right. you know. And <laughs> so People like to be offended. So. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the music the music's lovely. It's just, it's just a lovely, lovely movie. And Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing it. Katie, you know, as soon as we oh, saw yeah. the preview, Katie's like, oh, yeah. we need to see that. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, she yes, would, we do. She would... Go crazy over this yeah, movie because it says it's so rich. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna immerse myself <laughs> right? in this animation um, for a while. So, no, so there you go. That's my 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 like is um, Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs showing now. This came out but last Friday, same day as Quiet Place, I think. I don't know. Same Friday, I think it is. Came yeah, out the same day, so. so it's been out for a week. Um, but Hope, go see it. Hopefully, I'll see it in the next couple weeks. So yeah. All right, we'll take a short musical interlude and then we'll come back and just play silence. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll play some heightened scary music or something. Like um, all right, and then we'll be back with our dislikes. We know where the music's played. Let's go. Okay, and we're back. And like I said, before we go in reverse order, so that means that I am saying my dislike. And it is a, it is a mild dislike, <laughs> but um, a show that I've liked has is has finally returned for its final season, but it did a time jump between the last season. That is New Girl. I don't know if you, you watch that show, don't you? Andrew? Yeah, but I haven't seen the premiere. Right, So, but it, it's a time jump. And they talked about that, and I don't think that's a spoiler because they... Yeah, talked about. So they time jumped three years, um, and so it's been off the air for a while, also. And so it was just kind of a little jarring um, to, for me. And and I don't know. It's like a mouth. It's like it's like does that ever work? Where they they bring it back, and then there's like this 
time jump. I'm try- I was trying to think this morning of like, is there any? You know, so how, how, back, how far is three year time jump? It's just three years. So okay. they come back and, and three years right. have gone by that you don't you don't see. All right. And so then these characters, it actually seems like they've been away from each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Also, some of them have, and so all the stuff they're trying to catch up. And so that's like the first episode. It's all this like trying to catch up stuff. Um, and as, as but as an audience member, I'm like going, oh well, I could I would kind of like to see some of that yeah. that three years. I, mean, I guess maybe that's maybe one of the plot points is like all the stuff happened and they mm-hmm. went around to see it all. And neither were we as an audience. And so, but for me, it was just very jarring and it kind of. I don't know, it left a sour taste, not a mm. bad taste in my mouth, but kind of like a, a sour taste in my mouth. And so I was just wanting to come to you guys. Is there, is there anything that you can remember in any like, TV show where they do like a time jump which they worked? Yeah, Parks and Rec. Like during an actual season, not right. not like Roseanne yeah. where right. 20 years <laughs> have actually yeah. gone by. That's so a, they, like a reboot, yeah, <laughs> like Will and yeah. Grace and all that, they right. would come back. Um, <clears throat> but no, like, I guess Parks and Rec, but even that kind of left me like, oh man, I wish like, when oh, was, see, I loved it. Well, yeah, I, it was a nice... I, mean, I think that did a lot better than New Girl. I was watching New Girl, I'm like, well, Parks and Rec did that, uh, did that a little bit better. Um, but still, you know, you have like... So, at the end of Parks and Rec, Leslie's pregnant, and they come back. Now they have three-year-olds, same thing in New Girl. Mm, yeah. She's pregnant, and come back, and then you have this kid, who now there's like this, this different dynamic that mm-hmm. you... You don't get it introduced from a baby, and then and then you kind of grow with them as they have this new baby, and, and that's like character development there. You don't get any of that. You just like boom, you dropped into this new family. There was like when you left last saw them, they were just a couple, mm-hmm. and then you found out they're pregnant. You know, boom, and then boom, they're now a family with a three year old, and all this family dynamic that happens with that. That you're kind of less like having to. Have to it catch just up. they're just changed. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a rapid change. Um, well, it's just like if you don't see somebody for three years and they have a kid, right? They yeah. come back, it's like, oh wait, <laughs> you're growing right. up now. A diff- <laughs> and it's diff- definitely a different dynamic, but yeah. but from a show, it's just like boom. Yeah. At least at least uh, now with modern technology and Facebook, we can at least see the mm-hmm. the, the kids growing up. Well, I mean, but, a Quiet Place went from day eighty seven to one hundred fourteen months. <laughs> yeah, I just I know I just yeah. that kind of as like I said, it's a mild dislike. It just was I didn't I didn't it enjoy just, it as much as I I, I thought I would have. And maybe that was uh, yeah. I can't think of, of the, I can't think of many you know other shows. Many do that. shows they do that like have time done jumps, and then they like besides know. shows that are all about time jumps, like Timeless or whatever that yeah. NBC show is. That yeah, I don't like. But <laughs> you don't like? I haven't seen it. I saw the first couple of episodes oh. and did not like how they just didn't they didn't deal with paradoxes well at all. You know, just like oh, this happened. Okay, things changed. Oh, great. Like, no, there'd be more. Anyway, actually, no. I think no, none of those things are great. That's why they're trying to fix them all. Yeah. They're trying. That's, that's no, the focus see in the movies. They're trying to fix all these time paradoxes <laughs> because things came. They come back and things are totally changed more than they wish they would have. And now, like, oh crap, something happened. How do we fix yeah. that now? I don't just, know. Anyway, see, but that's another, that's for another show. That's for another show. <laughs> this isn't about actual time travel shows. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, that was just a that was just mild dislike. Mild dislike. It's the first yeah. episode of New Girl. You might watch it, Andrew, and get a totally different take on it. But yeah, I keep forgetting that it came back, and like yeah. I have a DVR. It's, it's, been, like, it's been gone for a while. Yeah, now. I think the the new season's only going to be like shortened. It's a shortened last season. Yeah, seems about right. Yeah, especially for a show that's starting in April. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's my mild dislike. So yeah, Andrew, do you have a, a mild dislike this time? I have a more major dislike. Oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah. Dislike. Uh, I very much dislike the person who's sitting behind me in the quiet place. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Like, 
Yeah, because I, I will say the the audience. I saw it on Thursday night, like so opening night at like ten o'clock. Um, and I was surprised at, you know, how big the turnout was. I was like, oh, this is a good sign for this movie. Um, and everyone was, like, real into the movie. Um, and then, like, uh, at one point when the, uh, the wife is walking around the house alone, like, the guy's cell phone behind me goes off. Oh. Which, like, all right, like, we've all been there. Like, that's rough. Like, right. you know, you, you put it on silent and then you move on. And then ten minutes later it goes off again. I'm like, okay, that is... Yeah, absurd. And then he answers it. Oh, um, And is, like, trying to quietly talk, which, like, hey, I was going to say, if this was a Michael Bay movie, right. like, that would be fine, but I guess technically this is a Michael Bay movie. I was say, it is a um, Michael Bay movie. Actually, it actually is a Michael Bay movie, <laughs> so that argument doesn't quite work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it yeah, so then he's, like... fireworks in it. I guess yeah. it had an explosion. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was definitely a Michael Bay yeah. note. Like, needs more explosions <laughs> or some fireworks. Um, but yeah, it's his uh, Platinum Dunes or whatever uh, uh, okay. company that uh, released it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, um, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't make that connection at all when I saw it. Yeah. I saw it in the credits. So yeah, I saw it in the opening credits. Um, I didn't know before that because it's so not a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. But right, right. Yeah, Platinum Dunes is uh, his company. Oh, okay. Well, I saw that. I mean, I saw that that was... I saw that, but I just didn't connect that with Michael Bay yeah. when I saw it. Um, so yeah, so then this guy behind me is, like, trying to talk on his cell phone during, like, you know, a very quiet movie where sound is the, the most important thing. Um, and then... You should reach out and smash it. Yeah, he, he got a lot of angry glares. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ten minutes later again, he's talking again on his cell phone, and, like, people are, like, like basically uh, shamed him out of the theater. Good. Um, Good, yeah. <laughs> and then for the rest of the movie, everyone, it was great. Still, that... Um, that... Oh, I hate that. Yeah, so he's a garbage person that shouldn't be allowed to go to movies. <laughs> yeah. So the guy, the guy next to us, um, Carl and I saw it, and his cell his cell phone also annoyed me, but not because of of sound. He had the brightest screen ever, and and you know he's so he's on his phone during the previews, which I'm like. Maybe it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's you a gray know. area, I think. I mean, like, gray area. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's not talking. He's texting. Yeah. But it's like right in my face. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm like going like this. Yeah. Just to. Yeah. So it's it's just a gray person, area. You, like in the previews, it's short or whatever, but at least right. turn your brightness off. Right. Turn down. the brightness right. down. You need it to be that bright. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like um. Way bright. <laughs> yeah. People with. Uh, well, it's kind of the same thing I, I talked about last time with the concert talk. Right. Yeah. It's like. It's like just rude. They're it's like, like I paid you're for not, this. You're not. I mean, I know that you know American individualism, but you know you're part of a society, you're part of a community, and you need to act accordingly. And there are some rules. That, yeah, that really and should so be followed. I think yeah. we've all agreed upon. Also, yeah. most of the people. Yeah, especially in horror movies right. about silence. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not like they don't give you enough warnings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, that's my dislike is that specific individual. <laughs> Who is unnamed because you don't know him. Because I don't know him. Um, I gave, again. Yeah, I mean, I glared at him <laughs> at one good. point, but that's that's all the contact we've had. I hope I never see him again. So I always wish that I had enough balls to just say, excuse me, I didn't pay to hear your conversation. Could you leave? I mean, right. but I but I always well, I have done that feel like concerts. that's going to be... Did we do that? I can't remember uh, um, if... Because I, I, I definitely ask people, hey, can you, can you quiet down, you know? People are pouring their hearts out on stage. Yeah, you give them a little bit of attention, please. Yep. that's what you paid money for, anyways. Right. <laughs> Why would you spend fifty dollars to go to a concert to have a conversation with people? <laughs> yeah, at least in the concert, like it might be like, oh, maybe they're here for a different band. Like this guy paid to see this specific. Yeah, there is there is no like possible reason for this guy to be on a phone. Right. Um. 
Like, if an emergency comes up, like, you can leave the theater, like... Right. I even put my Apple Watch on movie thing, you know, where you can, mm-hmm. you can yeah. do the thing where it won't light up and won't give you any any alerts or anything yeah. like that. I even do that so, like, my screen wouldn't even go off. Yeah, so, mystery person at, you know, AMC Columbia, who I'm sure is listening to this <laughs> podcast, right. you are on blast. <laughs> <laughs> you are not welcome here. <laughs> All right. Take us home, Russ. Which All right. Um, so last podcast, you talked about the threat of the robot apocalypse I did. and, and flamethrowers and all Ro- that. Robot, robot apocalypse. I, I, have, I have a threat, I think, that's a little more current um, okay. that could happen any moment. So we all know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And the I'm, DC, I'm <laughs> DC Extended Universe? DCCU. 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 Oh, Extended Universe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Russ is right. So what I'm worried about is the DJCU, the Dwayne Johnson Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the theater and I saw the the poster for what skyscraper is that the one where yes. he's jumping yeah. across and then I see the the preview for Rampage, which are somehow like, different movies. <laughs> so you're right, exactly. So he's I think I think his plot is to be in every movie ever, right. and yeah, and he's always the same character. He's always just the Rock. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like he has this wide acting range. So, but I was looking back at you know, but for some people, like I kind of like Dwayne Johnson. Oh, I Dwayne Johnson. I absolutely too. love him, but yeah. I think that his right. plot is to take over right. yeah. every movie, and yeah. he's always the it's same. Way better than Arnold Schwarzenegger, who right. for unexplained reasons. <laughs> Has an Austrian accent, and whatever, no matter what character he is playing, even a robot from the future who comes back to the past, they explain that eventually. Do they? He's got an yeah. Austrian accent. Right. Kindergarten cop, Austrian accent. He's a say, Seattle police officer or whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty know. sure they explain that. In, I don't know if it's the deleted scene or something in one of the, <laughs> the like. One of the Terminators after two. The, okay. The, so one of the bad Terminator movies. Yeah. But they, there actually is a scene about why he's an Austrian okay. accent. Okay, <laughs> there you go. So I think Dwayne Johnson has a little wider wider range than... than yeah. Than, yeah. Uh, well, but I mean, he just has an American accent. He's I think he's trying to be in every movie. I mean, he's... Yeah. Like, in 2017, he's in The Fate of the Furious, Jumanji... Loved it, loved it. Uh, I mean, Moana was the year before, but then, you know, Skyscraper's coming out, yeah. Rampage... He is going to be uh, a court, uh, Suicide Squad 2, I guess. Black what? Adam. That got greenlighted? Suicide I don't know. Squad I don't know two? if it does. It's all I think rumored. it got immediately greenlit before like, the movie came out. He's uh, going to be Frank in The Jungle Cruise, which is based on the Disney ride. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, that's like, what's all right. I'm they in, I'm the Caribbean. And they, they did a Haunted Mansion movie, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. They, uh, they need to do it. It's a small world. That could be a horror movie. And they all take over. Talk about robots taking over the world. Those little small world demon children <laughs> right? take over. Yeah. Oh, that'd be scary. Uh, looks like he's going to be Doc Savage. Have you ever read Doc Savage novels? I have not. So he looks exactly like the guy on the cover. Okay. So that like totally adventure, makes it. Adventure type? Yeah, adventure type. Uh, you know, it's like James Bond, but heightened oh, okay. you know, to adventure. Oh, yeah. but he's not like any, is that like Indiana Jones adventure? Or, kind or? of. All, okay. all, like, all wrapped into gotcha. one. Yeah, he's just like this man's man thing. Yes. So, Anyway, so but I was I was very concerned about about Dwayne Johnson's um, I mean his shadowy past because okay it's not as I mean you know he used to be known as The Rock right his his mom and his dad their names aren't even what they were born with I mean he was born to Ada Johnson who was born let me see if I can get this right 
Fegemaliata. I don't think you got it right. Fitosamanu Maivia. Oh, right. Yeah. You didn't get it right. And Canadian-born professional wrestler Rocky Johnson, who was born Wade <laughs> Douglas Bowles. So we don't even know who his parents really were. Is Dwayne Johnson really his real name? I know. Is Dwayne yeah, Johnson his real name? Or is it something else? Yeah. What if it is The Rock? <laughs> it probably is The Rock. <laughs> So I Wasn't just, there a movie called The Rock with a... I was going to hold it. Movie, the Rock? That yeah. was actually just, just was a warning that Dwayne Johnson was going to take over the cinematic universe. <laughs> so in that movie, he, Alcatraz represents Dwayne Johnson? Exactly, exactly. Whoa. <laughs> we need to watch that again with that in mind. Yeah. I'd watch that movie again. It's so over-the-top and bad. Is that a Michael Bay movie? <laughs> yep. Yep, and absolutely. And that's also Nicolas Cage and Michael Bay movie. Of course, yes. yeah. Get those yeah, it's together. It's got to be great. Magic. So there you go. Just be, on, be, on, be aware that Dwayne Johnson's well, taking over. So he's... So he's taking. He's like the new Nicolas Cage because at some point Nicolas Cage seemed like he was in Tried every, to be in every single movie. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are usually bad movies, though. Or at least, I mean, the entertainment value for a Dwayne Johnson, right. movie, I think, is a little bit higher than like oh, uh, Gone in sixty seconds are. Guns, I had fun with Guns. That's a bad example. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider 2. I caught the beginning of Ghost Rider on TV the other night. It's like, oh man, this one's bad. <laughs> or The Wicker Man. Or, the yeah. Wicker Man. Oh. So yeah, I mean, there's a time. Hey, where there they... is entertainment value in those movies. <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah, it depends on. Yeah, I don't want to pay to go see them in the theater. But, but I think yeah. that they, I think that yeah, Dwayne Johnson. I I guess it. Like I love Juman. I thought Jumanji was great. I haven't seen it yet, but but it looks like it'd be great. He seems yeah. like a very nice, funny he guy in real he life. Does, also, really. you know, so he doesn't seem like he's. And I totally, I totally want to see Rampage. So <laughs> I do too. <laughs> It looks like it's going to be big, dumb, and fun. Oh, so, yeah. Who cares? I liked the video game back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kids played that. Yep. What, what platform was that on? Was that an actual console? Yeah. Like an, an I mean, it was just monstrous. Right. I think there was an arcade version, too. It was just monsters climbing up buildings. Right. Destroying smashing things. stuff. Oh, so this yeah. is actually based on a video game? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a video okay. game. When I saw the first thing, I'm like... Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah, it was literally just giant monsters climbing yeah. skyscrapers, which and is giant, why it's absurd that those are different movies. There's a giant gorilla, <laughs> there's a giant wolf, and there's yeah. a giant sea monster crocodile thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they gave it more backstory, <laughs> apparently. They right. sort of flush it out. What are the motivations for these creatures? Why right. are they destroying everything? And he's a, he's a primatologist. Mm. <laughs> Who can fly a helicopter? Hey, <laughs> he's the rock. <laughs> he is the, that's right. The rock can fly a helicopter, of course. But, uh, a lot of sign language in that movie also. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I guess it's the sign language movie podcast. Yeah. So. If you're a fan of American Sign Language, you get some in, in uh, A Quiet Place and in Rampage, which none of us have seen yet. But yeah, maybe we should leave right now and go see it. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. We got a movie Let's to go, go see. see. <laughs> so yeah, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, if you have seen Quiet Place or Isle of Dogs and want to share your opinions of it with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or on our website. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, all those, all those fun things. I don't think we're on Instagram or Snapchat yet, yet. We're old. Um, yes, yeah, we, we are old. What are those? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, please, t- please, um, talk back to us. Um, not in a rude way though. Um, you can go to and iTunes and you can rate and review and subscribe and all that and tell all your friends about it so we can get to the top of the charts for Woo! our comedy podcast. I think that's what we're rated under. Yeah, it was a really, there's a pretty broad category. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do that, and um, and then we'll catch you next time. I'm Tim. And I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. Before you even know, love is gone.